Welcome everyone to the Pro Football Doc Week 15 podcast. I'm Thomas Casali with Pro Football Doc David Chow. Well, Doc, before we get to the injuries, we got we got a little bit of news. We uh, we launched our new website. Uh, Pro Football Doc is now sixscore.com, where we are covering. You got so big, Doc, we had to expand. The <laughs> we're going to be covering all the sports beyond football, basketball, baseball, anything. Tiger Woods, Conor McGregor. We're going to be all over it. It's sixscore.com. Pretty exciting, huh, Doc? It is, and the concept is Sports Injury Central. So if there ever is an injury, the first place that will have something is that site. We'll have the first impression, the collated content, and curated from the key beats, but then the first opinions on what it is, like you guys are used to in-game for football. It's a one-stop shop is the idea. And I'm actually hoping that it's going to make my life easier in the sense that uh, we're going to have bring on some lots of other people help. It won't be just David Chow, Pro Football Doc. It'll be Pro Football Docs, Pro Basketball Docs, plural, uh, Pro Baseball Docs. And really what it comes down to is um, our calling card is it's not just any medical professional. It's not just any doctor. We only are soliciting and working with doctors that worked in the NBA, in the NFL, in Major League Baseball. And it gives you that unique insider knowledge component that's hard to get. You can be the best doctor in the world working on weekend warriors, but until you are living in this world and can see it, I think it's a little bit different. And that's what we try and bring to fans, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, fun. Yeah, Doc, and as you said, we'll cover all the news, but where we're going to stand out is the analysis on injuries. Um, We have professional team doctors in all the major sports, uh, so it's really exciting. We're going to give uh, fans a unique insight into injuries that they've never had before. And and, uh, and one of the doctors, I mean, we're we're some nationally renowned doctors, and, and one of the doctors is way more famous than I am. He's the former team doctor for the Bulls. He was featured on The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Okay, how much that's the pinnacle <laughs> of, of it all. Well, yeah, so, I mean, we, we, got, we got a bunch of heavy hitters, including yourself. Uh, so let's get into the, the football injuries, but make sure to check out our new site, sixscore.com. Make sure you subscribe to all our videos on here and follow us at ProFootballDoc on Twitter. So, Doc, we got some uh, we got some pretty big quarterback news this week to talk about. Uh, you know, I thought we were gonna at one at one point I thought we were gonna start with Lamar Jackson, then I thought maybe uh, oh Josh Allen, but let's go to the pinky toe that won't die, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, you know, owned the Bears again last night, three hundred and forty one passing yards, four touchdowns. He looked fine, but he dropped a little uh, news bomb after the game saying that he, he re injured his toe saying surgery is the last resort for him. I know you've had strong opinions from the start. Uh, What do you think about Rodgers' toe? Look, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a great quarterback. And uh, I said going into the Packers' bye the week before when they were talking surgery. I was like, I hope this is the last YouTube video we have to make about Aaron Rodgers' pinky toe. And then we started talking about the pinky finger of Joe Burrow. But at least that was a little more relevant. I didn't, at the time I said, I'm not aware of a pinky toe surgery, fracture or dislocation, that can wait three weeks 
play through two games, and then get surgery. That's why I didn't believe he would have surgery during the bye week. And now they're talking about it again at five weeks? Look, any surgery that you would do isn't a plate and screws. I mean, the piggy toe bone's too small, right? I mean, it's going to be just a pin that you put in it to hold it and stabilize it. It's not a big deal surgery anyways. I don't understand if it really was talked about this much, why it hasn't been done already. Here's my theory. At week two and week three when he played, the toe was probably sore enough that he needed to have it numbed to play. He even practiced a little bit this last week, and you don't really numb things to practice. So it got better. My guess, and maybe he'll talk about it on Pat McAfee show, uh, you know, love Pat and, and those guys. He had it numbed the previous two weeks that he played, week two and three from the injury. Now coming off the bye week four, week five, he probably didn't have it numbed. Shocker, because you didn't have it numbed and you ran and played on it, your foot's more sore after the game. That doesn't mean there's a bigger problem. That's what. So I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is a liar. He's not a doctor. The foot was more sore after the game, so he talked about it. He's being honest, if anything. But I think that's why the foot was more sore. The foot was also more sore after week two and three. He just didn't know it until the numbing wore off. So I think that's where it's going to be. No change. Aaron Rodgers is fine. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll put the pinky to bed, so to speak. So you don't see this affecting him at all, right, Doc? Because as of right now, the Packers are the third favorites to win the Super Bowl at plus 650. If I told you I wanted to put a bet on the Packers, you'd say he's okay. I'd, I'd say let the picky news ride for all you want and then uh, and place your bet. As a matter of fact, if for some reason he ends up doing surgery, which I just don't see, and maybe the odds go to plus 750, maybe that's even a better time to jump on. It's not going to affect him. Look, it's football. Uh, week 14 going into week 15. Nobody's 100%, okay? I mean, a bigger deal was last year Phillip Rivers' turf toe. Could barely walk it. A much bigger deal was, I don't know, three, four years ago, I'm forgetting, uh, when Aaron Rodgers had a calf injury in December. And we were saying, uh, this is going to linger into the playoffs. Remember, he had lots of opportunities to run in those playoffs and never did. This is the pinky toe. I, I just don't see it as a major issue. Okay, well, let's go to the team they're playing on Sunday, Doc, because they have an injured quarterback, too, in Lamar Jackson. The Packers are at the Ravens. And I can tell you right now, Green Bay is seven-point favorite on the road. The odds makers have spoken early. They don't see Lamar playing in that game because it would not be seven if, they, if he was starting, uh, according to them. Um, now, I thought you pointed out something um, very valuable when they showed a video of Lamar. You said it was a short walking boot, which might take away the high ankle sprain. Can you go into that a little bit? Sure. First, as we look at video here, you can see we don't always see everything. I mean, his foot and ankle, uh, especially the left, one, the right one that he hurt, is blocked by the defender, the torso. So we don't really see the mechanism. As we always say, judge the injury, not the reaction to the injury. So the fact that he was carted off the sideline, that doesn't make it a bad injury. And you have to understand he was carted off, but in the front seat as a passenger, not laying down the back with the foot or ankle elevated with a splint on. That was just a ride of convenience, I think. And what you're talking about, Thomas, is here we have a picture of him afterwards with his right foot and ankle in a boot. But that is a short boot. That's shorter than a ski boot. 
look, Josh Allen's toe boot, and we can go to that later, is longer than this one. Look, I'm sure the Ravens had the right length boot there for him. You travel with an airplane full of cases of stuff and different things. They chose to put that boot on, indicating to me this is not a high ankle sprain that you have to worry about getting more sore the next day. This is a precautionary boot for a low basketball type ankle sprain because of the height of the boot. Unless you're trying to theorize the Ravens just don't have the right equipment, and I find that very hard to believe. So that's where we sit here. Uh, Look, I don't know anything about the betting, gambling, and line-setting world like you do. But to me, um, and and here's a picture of Josh Allen's boot, and we'll get to Josh. You can see how much longer that boot is, uh, and that's a turf toe injury. But to me, Lamar Jackson is not definitely out for the game. I think Lamar Jackson can play in that game from the pocket. The question is, how mobile will he be? It's such a big part of his game, right? I mean, if he cannot be mobile, what's the decision going to be? Look, if if that were an ankle injury on Tom Brady, he'd be playing, although he did run a little bit yesterday, but he plays from the pocket. Lamar is so dynamic, he plays outside the pocket. And because of that threat, he gets to throw against eight-man boxes, and it's an advantage. So the question isn't necessarily binary, can he or can he? It's can he be Lamar Jackson, or is it a limited version? And then the Ravens go a different direction. Not that he's not great. I'm just saying that part of what makes him great is the mobility. Yeah, no, for sure. And this is, we're getting to the point of the year, Doc, where if you can play, you play because the Ravens are fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for the division. I will say this, based on the opening number, that would have been Packers minus four, probably, on the road, three or four. So the early number is shading towards Lamar not playing. Uh, so if he, you believe there's a chance he could, so hey, maybe seven points, uh, take a look at it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're going to start to, you know, where do I see this going? It's a proverbial questionable and game time decision. (laughs) This is what's coming here. And so maybe that seven will move to six and a half or six or whatever. So maybe you want to get on it if you like Baltimore. Who knows? And Thomas, I got the guys next to me in the command center here and they're waving at me saying, hey, we got the news on Lamar Jackson. Uh, Ian Rappaport says, quote, just tweeted minutes ago, 1151 a.m., Pacific time. Ravens coach John Harbaugh told reporters that Lamar Jackson has an ankle sprain, quote, not a high ankle sprain, end quote. Indicates there are plans for Jackson to be out there Sunday, but we'll see where it goes, right? So here we go. Game time decision Sunday, low ankle sprain, not high. That boot, yes, the Ravens didn't put on the wrong boot. They put on the correct boot for him. And uh, always good to get some confirmation there. Yeah, and um, again, the spread is seven. I think this is going to be interesting. Uh, I got to feel that if I, I got to feel that Lamar's going to play. Uh, you're telling me it's not a high ankle sprain, and they need this game. I, I would guess that he he'll be out there. That's that's my two cents on it. Yeah, and and I'm curious to learn from you uh, what this is going to do to the line, this information, or the next couple of days, and where it's going to change from seven. Yeah, I would say if you like the Ravens based on Doc's theory and the report we just heard from uh, Rappaport, I would take that plus seven now because that's only that's not going up. That's going down the other way towards the Ravens. 
So, Doc, a couple of weeks ago I joked um, this show this show should be sponsored by uh, Christian McCaffrey, right? Because uh, we talk about him <laughs> all the time. If uh, if it's sponsored by McCaffrey, I guess we're going to have it co-sponsored by Austin Eckler. The, there's no <laughs> two, two players we talk about more than Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, you know. And it's, you know, listen, Eckler is a tough runner, uh, especially for his size, so maybe that's why he's always dinged up. But hurt his ankle again this week. They play the Chiefs on Thursday, a short turnaround. What do you think on Eckler, Doc? Yeah, and you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, and, and look, we've talked about it. I don't know if we're, you're going to cover it today. Look, there's a lot of turmoil in Jacksonville, right, in terms of Urban Meyer and all the stuff, and we even did a little mini-pod on it before some of the news broke of calling coaches losers or whatever his assistant coaches. But hiding behind health, the James Robinson thing, we talked about it. But don't get it twisted. There's something going on in Carolina, too, with Christian McCaffrey being out, this whole deal. But, I mean, look, you fired your offensive coordinator, like, in the middle of your bye week period, one week, like, on the day of your bye. Like, didn't you want to get started earlier? What? I mean, there, there's something going on in Carolina, too, that doesn't meet the eye, you know, in terms of uh, what's going on. Cam Newton, some P.J. Walker, who knows? But that's a sidelight. So getting back to the injury side, uh, the video here of Austin Eckler as he uh, runs into the pile, pay attention to his left ankle right there. That's the high ankle sprain mechanism, not low inversion, where the foot is twisted outwardly. And I think everyone saw on TV the seven rolls of tape, I joke, that they were trying to put on. And look, they were trying, but tape is very hard to, it's very hard to tape a high ankle effectively. And they were spatting over top of the shoe, not on, I mean, that's just very hard. And that's why we said in game, we did not feel like Eckler would come back into the game, and he didn't. Now, to be fair, uh, Brandon Staley, head coach, has said he thinks he's going to be fine. Uh, to be fair, uh, Eckler has made some good comebacks before, uh, earlier on timelines. And maybe you need to watch his Facebook or Instagram, and he's going to give it away. But they do play on Thursday. And that's a tough turn, even for the mildest of high ankles. So I think... Any way you look at it, Austin Eckler, and we're going to do them shortly, is going to have a lower six score this week. Even if he can make the bell, there's going to be a, a, a share going on in the backfield as they play the Chiefs. It wouldn't surprise me if he plays, because this is for first place in the AFC West. The Chargers are a game back. They're hosting, and uh, they if they win... They catch the Chiefs, and they forever own the head-to-head tiebreaker. And so I think this is all all hands on deck. This is the game. And so because of that, it would not surprise me if Eckler tries to play. But I don't see him being, you know, effective as much as he used to be, three down back, et cetera, even if he can play. And Doc, you hit on a key point there, I think, for fantasy owners who are uh, entering uh, fantasy playoffs. the Make sure to go to sixscore.com and check our six score on Eckler this week because just because a guy starts or is going to play 
doesn't mean he's necessarily going to finish or be that effective. So that's one of the reasons why we put these scores together is so you can kind of make uh, make decisions. And if you're in the fantasy playoffs, you start Austin Eckler and, you know, he gets three carries and he's done. That That's a tough spot to be in. So, you know, that's one of the things we try to help people with. Yeah, so, and, and uh, no question. I mean, if you look at last week, uh, uh, Daryl Henderson. Oh, he's active. We're like, no, he's still got a low six score. He didn't do right. anything. Look, and, and look, I'm look. I, I just I'm lucky made it to Scott Fish Bowl eleven playoffs. Got bounced already first round of the playoffs. But I'm not a fantasy expert. My team's injury riddled like anyone else's. I get it. If I had Austin Eckler on my team, I might just have to play him because it's. I mean, what other choice do you have? Because you know how deep can your lineup be? But you know, we aren't touts. We aren't fantasy. At least me. I'm not a. Fan. I'm just giving you the injury information, and uh, you know, I know. I know on the six site, you and your team, based off the six score of Alvin Kamara being 91. We're all over the Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Kamara over props, right? And I think you were telling me it was 70 and a half for the game, uh, and uh, he hit 75 in the first half. He almost doubled his, uh, his 70 and a half rushing yard prop. And that was based on a 91.6 score, thinking Kamara would be fine this week. So that's where we try and be helpful to make your decisions. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's based on the health of of the player, uh, you know, and then you use the matchup. Like the Jets are the worst against in the NFL against running back. So if you're telling me Kamara's going to be almost fully healthy, then that's a good play. But like you mentioned with Eckler, it really depends on your fantasy team. But if you need a running back, let's go to Cleveland. Uh, you might want to start a guy like Dernis Johnson over Eckler this week because Kareem Hunt is going to be is now week to week. Doc, you kind of hit that on the head in during the game. They said, "Oh, he could have come back, maybe," but you weren't really buying it. And now it looks like Hunt's going to be out for at least a little bit. Uh, is do we see him back? Do you think before the end of the regular season? Uh, maybe. Well, there's four games left, right? We're yep. headed into week 15. So 15, 16, 17, 18, four weeks left. If you look at the video here uh, of Kareem Hunt, uh, it's another high ankle sprain. Uh, and uh, he catches the ball, and uh, they'll show a, a replay of it in a second. Luckily, he escapes his uh, a knee injury, MCL. But you'll see the blow that he takes, and you'll see the foot catch in the turf right about here as the player comes in. And if you slow that down, you see the, the foot flip out, and that's the high ankle sprain. Now, we said, said that he's unlikely to return, and after the game, the reports were he could have returned. He just chose not to, or they chose to not have him return. And now, Monday morning, Stefan, Coach Stefanski says week to week. Week to week is where we thought it always was. And um, this is why... There are plenty of times that we're wrong. I mean, it's just video, right, Thomas? But, you know, we don't delete posts or tweet. You know, we will update when there's new news. We try and stick with our opinion, which is by video and from our NFL experience what we think it might be. But it's from afar. It's never 100%. But here's an instance where I think we were probably more correct than the public reporting of it, at least initially after the game, in terms of what's happening. I don't see him hitting IR. I think he's got a chance to come back this regular season, certainly by playoffs. But uh, I think he's going to miss a little bit of time. All right, so that'll be uh, Nick Chubb there in Cleveland with Ernest Johnson getting some carries. I'm just going to throw something out there. Nick Chubb has dealt with injuries this year. He hasn't had quite the season everyone thought he would. 
They get the Raiders this week at home. Nick Chubb's going to have his best game of the season. You can mark that down right now because the Raiders have mailed it in. I mean, they are done. So that's what I think is going to happen in Cleveland with no no Kareem Hunt this week. But like you said, Doc, well, hopefully, I mean, the Browns still in the playoff race too. A big win this week. We'll see if Kareem Hunt can get back in time to, to help him before the end of the year. So, Doc, let's go. Washington was a bloodbath this weekend. I, I mean, every time you looked up, somebody was lying on the ground. Uh, you know, we're going to get to Taylor Heineke in a second, but um, the McLaurin, the Terry McLaurin, the receiver, dealing with a concussion. Uh, they were down <coughs> to their fourth string center, and uh, and they got Tyler Larson back, and now he's out with an Achilles. They're back to their fourth string center. The question is. What quarterback will be taking snaps from that fourth string center? T- Taylor Heineke uh, injured his elbow. I, you know, talking to you before the show, Doc, you're a little concerned about this injury, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, quite honestly, our attention was on Tyler Larson because uh, on the Tyler Larson play where he got pushed back, and uh, you know, look, it's been reported as Achilles. Uh, the team said it. They haven't said rupture. They haven't said surgery, but that's what we fully expect. That's what we were saying at SixScore.com. He got pushed back, and the reason he got pushed back by Gallimar, the Cowboys' nose tackle, is he did rupture his Achilles. And then he got pushed back into Taylor Henneke, and and then uh, Taylor Henneke got hit. That's a knee contusion. I wasn't really worried about his knee. But apparently early in the game, for late first quarter or so, um, he took an elbow injury, and you see it here. The good news, I mean, this is the strip sack fumble, Mika Parsons. This is not an ulnar collateral ligament injury. This is not the dreaded Tommy John for a thrower. This is football. This is a contusion, and he's sore. This should not be structural damage or season. Yeah, he said he threw the ball fine afterwards. We're not as sure. I think he completed one deep ball. Six deep balls were thrown afterwards. But by video, he should be able to start next week. This is not a Big Ben ulnar collateral. This is not a rotator cuff where you get your arm caught. This is not valgus torque on your elbow. This is a contusion from the game of football. So I actually think Taylor Heineke will be fine. But he will be taking snaps from his fourth-string center. Okay, and uh, listen, another big game for a team in the playoff hunt, Washington at Philadelphia. Uh, Eagles a minus four right now. Jalen Hurts, uh, he's playing, Doc, you think? Jalen Hurts, I think, will be ready to go. I mean, uh, barring some sort of coaching decision, Miles Sanders will be good to go. They might even have Jordan Howard back. So the Eagles have been pretty injured, but they're headed up in the right direction. They're going the opposite way of Washington right now. And obviously, as you mentioned, they're coming off a bye. But I've got good confidence in Sanders and Hurts playing. All right, uh, Doc may be teasing one of our picks this week. One team going up with the sixth score, another team going down. We'll have to see how he uh, he views the Eagles-Washington uh, game uh, this Sunday when we put out all the numbers. 
Uh, Doc, uh, someone else uh, on the other side of the ball, a huge injury for the Cowboys. I mean, you know I'm a Cowboys fan, and I say all the time on the show, uh, Dak is the most important person on the team, but Tyron Smith is the second most important person. That's been proven over time. When he's out, they do not win many games. Uh, Possible MCL sprain, high ankle. The Cowboys get the Giants next Sunday. Big guy. He's had bone spurs in that right ankle that we discussed uh, earlier on this show. Uh, What do you think with Tyron Smith? I think it's going to be hard for him to to play with the combo high ankle slash MCL injury. Remember, it was on his, quote, good side. The right side, he's still dealing with the ankle spur playing through. So proverbially, he doesn't have a good leg to stand on right now. And on the edge there, uh, I think that's a tall ask um, to put, I mean, can you afford to always put a a tight end there to help him out? I mean, I I think knowing Tyron Smith, he's going to try, but I am dubious as to if he can or how effective that he'll be at left tackle. All right, and um, you know the the Cowboys with a with a pretty good lead there in the NFC East, Doc. But they're still trying for that home field advantage. Uh, they're ten point favored on the road against the Giants this week. I mean, no Tyron Smith. We're going to discuss Dak in a little bit. I mean, you got to have some you got to have some cojones to take the Giants right now. But <laughs> at home, getting ten, we'll see how that goes. Uh, real quick, Doc, another Cowboys player who didn't who didn't play this week, Tony Pollard, the running back foot injury, didn't play. Um, you thought he could have played with an injection. You think he's back on Sunday? Uh, I think he's at least another week if he doesn't take the injection. And I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying the, the Cowboys may be planning. And to me, what that showed is that they've got good confidence in, in Zeke, that Zeke's okay. Mm-hmm. If they did not have confidence in Zeke, they may say, Tony, I know you're going to be sore afterwards. Let's do the injection, and, and we'll we'll take it week by week. Uh, he might be another week, Tony Pollard. Okay. Uh, well, again, big favorites on the road against the Giants. But let's let's move into the discussion topics, Doc, because I want to hit on Dak Prescott a little bit. You know, the he was an MVP candidate up until that Patriots game. I mean, one of the top three uh, in the odds and in people's perception. Then he got that calf injury. He hasn't quite been the same quarterback since. I mean, I I know Dak pretty well. He's throwing some bad balls out there. Now, I don't know if it's injury-related, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter yesterday when he was struggling mentioning he hasn't been the same since the calf injury. So just getting it from your perspective, is that something that could linger all year and, and, uh, and affect his play? Calf injuries certainly can linger. That's where the uh, Cowboys, you know, gave him the Minnesota game off. I haven't noticed anything between the calf, the off, the last year's ankle fracture dislocation, the shoulder lat. I haven't noticed anything physically on Dak. That's not to say it's not subtle that there is something. Uh, if anything, sometimes it's a matter of rhythm, right, in terms of, you know, they've had their injuries and their shuffle and, and between Amari and CD and others and, and a little bit offensive line as well. Sometimes, you know, when you're playing well, you just want to keep playing. And, and sometimes time off gets you out of rhythm. Uh, I don't honestly see anything physically. So I, I don't want to just chime in and say there is. And that's why uh, he's not playing as well. But physically, I don't see any signs. But obviously, he's you know, taking a little bit of a step back from MVP level. 
All right, well, we mentioned uh, they'll be going up against the Giants this week, Doc. So I want to get your thoughts on Daniel Jones, who suffered a neck injury, uh, reportedly undergoing more tests on the neck. Is this something that we have to worry about long-term? Well, long-term as in whether this affects his ability beyond this year, should not, should not. Long-term as in these few weeks and coming up, yeah. And and, uh, look, kind of unusual. Other than the Super Bowl and other than the one game the Chargers played in London, you always go home after the game. Nobody stays in a hotel, but apparently the Giants played – in Miami, went to Tucson for practices, went to L.A. to play the Chargers, and then stayed overnight before flying home. But Daniel Jones flew home with the longtime uh, head athletic trainer, Ronnie Barnes, to go see what was called a second opinion specialist who was at Hospital for Special Surgery, which is the official home of the Giants team physicians. So he was actually flying home to see the spine surgeon for the original opinion. And he's and we we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when he was termed week to week after he finished that game. A neck strain in your week to week? Those are almost all day to days. And that told me right there, there's something else going on. Now, I know Joe Judge is saying no structural damage and there were reports of structural damage. I'm sure there's structural damage. It's just what kind, right? Even in a neck strain or sprain, you can have structural damage. But if I were betting, I mean, for sure, I would say Daniel Jones is not playing this week. And more likely than not, maybe this season at this point in time. Yeah, the Giants are, you know, kind of trailing there in the NFC East. uh, Probably going to have a lot of wholesale changes at the end of the year. And I don't believe a word Joe Judge says, so I'm going to go with your (laughs) analysis instead. (laughs) So, uh, Doc, another quarterback I want to get your thoughts on. uh, You know, Joe Burrow is my favorite player in the league. I love watching him. But, man, did he miss some throws that he typically doesn't miss uh, on Sunday against the 49ers. Uh, And he was off quite a bit until the end when they needed him to go down and tie the game. Did you see anything with the way he was gripping the ball with that injured pinky finger, anything that bothered him on your end? Well, I mean, there was one time where there was a little bit of a ball security issue, and we talked about it. I didn't think the throws would be affected as much as the as the ball security, and there was a little bit of ball security issue uh, at the end there that that we saw. He had some pretty good numbers, right? 25 of yeah. 34, 348 yards, averaged 10 over 10 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, quarterback rating 125.6. He did all right um, from that perspective uh, in terms of numbers. I didn't see anything, but there was one play where he got sacked and he sort of dropped the ball. It didn't look like a big hit, and I think there were some ball security issues. Look, we talked about it, and Matt Hasselbeck uh, seconded us on the ESPN show. He even demonstrated how you don't need your pinky finger to throw, and he uh, he even quoted that's like drinking tea <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and uh, having a tea party. And, and it was more ball security, taking snaps, handoffs, you know, sticking your hand in there or ball retention on sacks. And, but I didn't really notice a lot of accuracy issues on Joe Burrow. But then again, as you know, we got a dozen TVs going on in the room at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it could have just been uh, the pass. I mean, the 49ers were in the backfield all game long, so it could have just been pass rush and other things, and that's why I want to get your medical opinion on it. Uh, I'm The one thing I'm dying to get your opinion on since I heard it yesterday is that reports are Derrick Henry can be back uh, uh, during the playoffs or maybe even sooner before the end of the regular season with that broken foot. Now, I know the way the media works. Sometimes people put stuff out there and that they want out. I want to hear from you. Is Derrick Henry coming back sooner than later and will he be uh, back for the playoffs, you think? Well, when he first suffered the fifth metatarsal fracture, we talked about how Derrick Henry is a different animal. He's a beast the way he runs <clears throat> with his speed and power and his size. I said, there's no way he's going to have a standard, quick six to eight week recovery. Uh, now, could he come back by 10 weeks? Could he make it before the end of the season? Can he make it for the playoffs? Look, it's Derrick Henry. I think he's going to do everything he can to try. But here's my key. I don't doubt the reports that he could come back before the rest end of the season. Remember, the end of the season is a month away at this point in time, a little yeah. longer this year. But my question is, is he going to come back as Derrick Henry like we know him? 28, 30 carries, getting stronger in the second half, bell cow guy, mm -hmm. dominant, build the Titans offense right around him. I think that's a tall ask. If you said Derrick Henry would miss football for 10 weeks, but he's got no physical issues and his foot's 100% healed, which is a big ask. Do you think you can just jump right back into the NFL and, and do that again? I mean, Derrick Henry is superhuman, but he is human. And uh, we always talk about recovery from injury is not binary. It's not a light switch on, off. It's more slow sunrise, right? And so let's hope we can get Derrick Henry back before the end of the season doing some spot carries and feeling better. And perhaps in the playoffs we can get a closer version of Derrick Henry. But this is the time period for the Titans to learn how to win without him or win without riding on his back. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not a medical expert, but I agree with you. I mean, he is a big guy. He has a certain running style. So we'll have to see. I mean, uh, I guess first the Titans have to make the playoffs. We'll see how that works out. But it'll be interesting to see if Henry comes back and how effective he is when he does come back. Uh, Doc, I want to end the show today with something non-football related. Uh, okay. This Zion Williamson thing is just has me fascinated. Uh, uh, the it, There's all different things coming out about, about the injury. Uh, he's gained a ton of weight. There's no other way to say it. Uh, I mean, he's not big boned. He's gained weight. So I, I, we did a, we did an in-depth article over at sixscore.com on your thoughts on Zion and everything that's going on. Can, can you tell us here on the show what you think in a, you know, just from a medical perspective, is he going to be playing at all this season for the Pelicans? Yeah, that's what we do at Sports Injury Central. And the home run takeaway is uh, we don't feel that he will. And who is we? <clears throat> Look, I say pro football doc because I have much more NFL experience in other sports. But I actually worked a little bit with the Chicago Bulls and worked a little bit with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I wasn't the lead head guy, but I did work with them. And so we do know basketball here, but this is a pro basketball docs 
plural, amalgamated opinion between the Bulls doctor and the Rockets doctor, myself, and et cetera. When it first came out that he had surgery sometime in September, and everyone said, oh, six weeks, eight weeks, we were like, no, 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 no. Zion's different. We often call this a wide receiver injury. That's who gets it more often. And that's part of where I say Derrick Henry is also not a wide receiver, right? Those take longer than the bigger guys. Zion Williamson's a big boy. He's more like a football player than a basketball player. And the sport of basketball is harder. That's why we were very pessimistic. Whatever figure was out there for Zion's return, we were saying over, over, over. And uh, even in early December, when they said, "Yo, he's getting close, I said, uh, take the over because, A, you got to get that to heal. B, uh, let's say he weighed 330 pounds. I don't know how much he weighs. Okay, there were different reports out there. I mean, he was playing at 285, I think, which still is a lot of weight. But you got to lose the weight, otherwise you keep putting stress on it and get into playing shape. That's why I thought he was a ways off. But here's why I think, we think, his season is over. The Pelicans put out a report that and the bad news would be he's not progressing. Bad news is um, he's still a ways off. To me, very negative news is they said regression of healing. Not that it hasn't continued to heal. Not that it isn't healed yet. They said it went backwards. To us, Sports Injury Central and the pro, pro basketball docs, I think there's a chance he's going to have another surgery for bone graft or a bigger screw. And once you do that, his season will be over. Look, he had the surgery in September. In December, you have regression going backwards. In the best case scenario, it's been two, almost three months since his three months in the surgery. Another three months takes you into almost March. And then you're going to lose weight and heal. I mean, that's at rocket speed. And remember, they said the word regression. So I think there's a good chance he's going to end up with another surgery, a bone graft surgery and otherwise. And I think they're going to call this season a wash. And the Pelicans aren't going anywhere this year anyways. And that's not to say he can't be their long-term guy, but there are a lot of issues to unpack here. And I don't see it being settled very quickly. So that's kind of why we're saying likely season over. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, to see where this goes over the next year. Uh, you know, the, there's reports that the Pelicans changed what they serve dietary at the facility. I mean, it's a, like you said, there's a whole lot to unpack here. So we'll, we'll, we'll be all over this. At, at let, let me tell you, changing, changing what you serve at the facility is not nearly enough. Uh, I don't know about you, Thomas. I eat a lot healthier in front of my wife than I do sometimes <laughs> when I'm driving through somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, just because you change what you serve doesn't always right. mean the mean the end all be all yeah so what but doc we'll have all this updated uh throughout the the season whenever something happens to zion remember sixscore.com now football basketball baseball any big injuries in sports we'll be all over it make sure you subscribe to get all our videos and at pro football doc on twitter we'll have updates all week throughout the nfl doc it was good talking with you i'll see you next week thank you thomas